Welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock. We will get you caught up on uh, what was a not-so-busy trade deadline across the NLL, but there was some action, of course, here with the Toronto Rock. And also we'll recap a rather large and much-needed Toronto Rock win, snapping a three-game losing streak. Uh, Mike Hancock here with Kyle Davis, KD. Um, let's start with the trade deadline. Toronto Rock acquire uh, Dan Taylor in exchange for a conditional third-round pick in the 2020 entry draft. Um, we'll talk to Rock owner-president and general manager Jamie Dowick in a little bit coming up here. But I believe an offensive lefty was at the top of your wish list last week going into the trade deadline. It was, and kind of mentioned we didn't expect all you know all three wishes to cut to get granted and deservedly so but uh, that was kind of number one for for me personally at least and uh you know it was nice to see that kind of get addressed now for a lot of people probably don't know too much about dan taylor uh you know hasn't been in the lineup i think he's played one game this year with sask and albeit a very good saskatchewan team uh you know i wouldn't look too too much into that i know you know, from reading reading some stuff, talking to some people, uh, the the Rock were high on him a couple of years ago in his draft year. Uh, I, I I like it. I don't think you gave up much. Uh, it's a 2020 pick, correct? Yep. Um, you're getting a big lefty that can come in and probably probably has a bit of something that we don't have here right now uh, up front or on that side. And uh, you know, hopefully he can come in and you know, I, I, Dan Craig moved to the uh, the pop list. Um, opens up kind of a spot for him to come in and, and get some games under his belt too and uh, excited to see what he can bring and I, I I think it's a great you know no one else in the team in the league with it being so tight added or got got better I think the Toronto Rock did get better yeah I mean uh, yeah I guess that is the one thing that gets lost a little bit in this that Dan Craig uh, who has had a bit of an up and down season here so far uh, moves to uh, injured reserve as he uh, suffered an injury in the Rocks game against New England back on March 11th at home. Didn't play this past weekend, and uh, he'll undergo further examination this week just to see how long he's going to be out for. But, uh, yeah, Dan Taylor, I too have not seen him play too much. I mean, he hasn't played a ton of games in his three years in the league. He played uh, kind of more in his first year and has progressively played a little bit less, has just two assists in the one game he played. And, you know, he comes in six foot three, two fifteen. He's listed at, and I think, kind of like you said, that's maybe one of the really intriguing things is it gives the Rock a little bit more size, I think, on that side as well. And you know, we're gonna see. He may have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder here. He's kind of maybe not necessarily played himself into the background, but for whatever reason, he kind of did fall into the background in Saskatchewan, and uh, now he's got a chance to. You know, who knows? Maybe be the the number two or number three lefty for the Rock. Really, when you look at it, there hasn't, uh, I guess, necessarily been a situation where any one of those other three guys after Jonesy has really jumped up and grabbed that number two spot. And maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this is the guy. You know, and I think that is going to be interesting to see. And I think just like like I kind of said there, just how he's going to use his size, how he's going to mesh with Jonesy. Because let's not forget, these two guys were in Saskatchewan last year. Didn't obviously play a ton of games together, but there could be even a little bit of chemistry there. Who knows? For sure. And it probably helps coming in to, to at least see a familiar face or recognize someone that, hey, I, I have played with. I can, you know, Jonesy's having a good year here. If I have a question about something here that, that we're doing or, or a system or something, the guy you can go to talk to and not feel 
you know, uh, uh, not weird, but you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, as far as, like, the other three have all had their own moments of brilliance this year, right? Reed, McCardle, Craig. Uh, um, I think we could all say we haven't had all three going consistently all year at the same time. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, they all chip in with their with what they do at key times, so don't get me wrong. But uh, with Craig going down, I think this helps the team. And uh, it's funny, The Rock, we've been saying, have had this knack the last couple of years to find these guys kind of not from the rough, you know, diamond in the rough or, you know, not saying he's going to turn into Hickey, but Hickey was kind of in the same similar position in Vancouver and the rock puck and he ends up being a prolific scorer for us for the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, Reed Reinhold really came out of no, like plucked him out of nowhere. And uh, he's came in and been a great piece and even, you know, Tom Kieran, so they have a history of doing this in in the past and it working out. So you know, by all indications, and I hope this one does as well. It, you know, curious to see it it play out and starting with this weekend's game in his hometown. So feeling comfortable. Uh, yeah, a no little travel. bit there. No, no travel, travel for, for him. him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like you know, he'll make his uh, he'll make his rock debut wearing number twelve on Saturday. He. Uh, Played all his junior lacrosse in Alberta in the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League. Led the league in scoring his last two years in junior. Was uh, leading scorer in, in the Patriot League as he played at Le- Lehigh University. Uh, leading scorer in that league and of his team, obviously, his last two years uh, of NCAA action as well. Um, you know, top 25 for uh, NCAA Player of the Year as well in his final season. So he's got a bit of a resume behind him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows, maybe in a year or so, we may be making that exact same, you know, comparison to the Brad Hickey situation here where it's a guy who just hadn't quite yet got his shot. And, uh, you know, Hickey had played very, very few games when he did come to Toronto. But, um, you know, this could be another guy that travels a similar path. I mean, I think for everybody here in Toronto and with The Rock, we certainly hope that that is the case, that he uh, pans out to maybe drop 50 here. Hey, who knows? <laughs> Let's put some expectations on him, eh? Um, but, no, we're looking forward to that. We'll get into uh, – so, other than that, yeah, trade deadline, crickets across the league, nothing else happening. Uh, but we did have something big happening in Toronto Rockland over the weekend. That was a win. And it was definitely good to get a win it was a game that I felt in the first half was starting to feel like some of those losses and that just couldn't get on any kind of a run. And then I thought what swung the game was Damon Edwards' transition goal in the second quarter. It just seemed to kind of be that moment where, you know, he outlegged the defender up the floor, scored kind of from his wrong side, and it just – you could just – feel it through the screen I wasn't there in New England but watching the game online it was just kind of that moment where I thought I was like okay here we go there's a little something to build on here and I think from there the team really did build on it and we talk about Jonesy getting off the schneid he has a couple goals could have really had four had one call back from two really call back in the crease he went air Jonesy again from behind the net uh you know it looked like it might have been a good goal, but unfortunately no uh, no overhead replay to, to verify or to challenge. And, uh, you know, not a lot of bad really to draw from, from a win. You see Karen McArdle, like you say, certain guys have had their moments this year, and that was one for him. He scores on a long bomb, long bomb <laughs> for his first of the season. His second goal is a nice – or sorry, first, first goal of the, of the game. Night. 
Uh, his second was a nice one, and then he finishes it off with uh, an empty netter to get the hat trick in front of uh, family and friends who made the trip in to see him in New England. So uh, overall, again, all positives, I think, on Friday. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, just I can't not acknowledge it. Rosie, I thought, was great again. Yep. Uh, you know, only allowing nine, so he he's giving you an opportunity. And a couple just things that stood out to me, I guess, uh, you know, obviously – Damon, big goal, you mentioned that. I felt like the Jonesy penalty shot goal was, obviously there's still time to play, but the game was going so tight back and forth. And, you know, you mentioned it just had that feeling of maybe it's going to be a tough loss again. But he he scores that. That puts the Rock up three in the fourth. And what stuck out to me was I find him a pretty calm, collected guy on the floor for the most part. But, yeah. you know, when he saw that ball cross the line and touch the mess, bit of a jump, a bit of a fist pump, you know, arms in yeah. the air. It kind of felt like the whole emotion of the team in that moment, like, all right, we got this one in a way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for him personally, he now that's a couple goals for him in the game. You know, a bunch of guys came off the bench, high fives, stop, yeah. like, rubbing the head. So it just felt like, uh, you know, we're, we got this game here and the offense maybe was back a bit and things were kind of back to what the, the Rock had become, you know, at a certain point earlier in the season. But... Big road win, take the season series against them and uh, get back in the win column. And we say this East, you know, not too long ago we're in fourth on the outside looking in. Buffalo's in first. Now we're up in second place. Buffalo's lost three or four in a row and they're at the bottom. So, Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll talk about this a little bit in the back half of the show, but just the fact that, like you said, fourth place going into the weekend. And if all the balls drop in the right uh, slots here, the Rock could find themselves in first place after the weekend here coming up. So that will be fun to track as well. All right, so uh, we're going to take a short break here, then we're going to come back with Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dow. He'll be with us in studio in just a second. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis uh, joined in studio now by Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dowick. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm good. So uh, trade deadline has just passed. Uh, it's always usually pretty quiet uh, around the league, but uh, the Rock have kind of had a knack of making a deal here and there at the trade deadline, and this year... You acquired Dan Taylor in exchange for a draft pick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, why this was kind of the right time, if it was something that was, uh, you know, maybe pushed forward a little bit because it was the trade deadline, or was this something that was maybe on the radar for a while? Uh, it was probably a little bit of combination of everything, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we've been rolling around, along with four lefts here most of the season and, you know, playing all four on a weekly basis. Um, we have run into an injury here uh, to Dan Craig. Not sure if it's, you know, a couple-week injury or something that's going to linger around for the remainder of the season. So, um, you know, with the, with the trade deadline approaching, um, you know, it kind of puts a little urgency on, you know, you, you, if you – you got to either make a move or, or, or sit pat. And so I, I just felt like um, we needed some depth there. 
Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I feel kind of fortunate that, that the depth we were able to acquire was Dan. Um, you know, Saskatchewan has has a lot of guys, and, and you know, it was a numbers thing there uh, more than anything, and it was just something that, you know, we were able to get done with the, with them, and, and I think it was a good deal for both the teams. So um, I'm, I'm excited to add Dan to our team. So what do you think the, uh, maybe not necessarily the ceiling for a guy like Dan is, but we've already kind of talked, you know, maybe Brett Hickey is a good comparison here just because he was a guy that was in Vancouver for a little while, didn't really get a chance, came here, exploded, and you don't want to maybe put those same type of expectation uh, or expectations on uh, Dan Taylor, but, you know, could you see him blossoming into a guy that ends up, you know, being here for a long time, maybe... 30 goal score a 25 goal score what kind of do you see dan taylor becoming with this team yeah i think he's capable of that i mean we we, was a he was a guy that we liked in the draft um to be honest with you and you know we stayed away from him at the time because he was in calgary and he was going to school still and there was there was some stuff going on there so um you know we 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 do view him as a talent you know as far as uh how how it's going to play out here like you know haven't even met him yet to be honest with yeah. you so he, he is still living in calgary he's got some some stuff going on there so he will be a fly-in for us uh so on the nights we, we go on a tuesday night for example he probably won't be here and like tom and kieran these days and and if we shift to the night before a game you know like we have a, a bit this year then they'll be able to make it in in there so um you know listen he's going to get an opportunity here at some point for sure um, and, you know, I, I hope he can be – I hope he can have a huge impact here and, and just come in, just come in and play. I mean, you know, I think everyone's a – lot, a lot about this game is, is about opportunity and timing and taking advantage of it. And, you know, because of an injury to one guy, he – you know, an opportunity's arise. And, you know, he's got to take advantage of it. I mean – it's no different, really, than a guy like Dan Lindner or, or Turner Evans. Even they were in the same draft class there, right? So, yep. um, you know, and and Dan's kind of been in the same boat. Now, he's a righty, so there's there's the big difference there. Um, you know, I, I, Derek speaks very highly of Dan, um, you know, and it was more a numbers game there than anything else. And and um, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that this – you know, it was it was a depth thing, but I also feel like you know we might have got we might have got someone here that, given the opportunity, could be a special player. You mentioned the opportunity, and without I guess tipping your cap too much to to this weekend, or I know you have practice tonight here, but last game you know pick up a big win in New England, going four righties, three lefties. Do you see is he have a chance to get in this weekend? Do you go back to that like setup just because you know you just had success with it not too long ago, or? How do you see that playing out, or do you even know yet? Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, you know, ultimately that's not that's not a decision that I'll make. Maddie, Maddie, and Bruce and Blaine will kind of make that decision. Um, having said that, I have talked to Maddie about it, and you know, the reality is it, it's probably pretty unlikely that you'll see Dan in this week, um, just because he's not. You know, we're going to practice here tonight. He's not going to be here tonight. We're going to meet him Friday night when we fly in there. Um, you know, he hasn't had a chance to really meet anyone or even, uh, you know, spend any time with us yet. And and the reality is, I, you know, we're coming off a pretty good performance, I think, by our offense. 
Um, you know, they put up a reasonable amount of goals. You know, but I thought Boldy was good on top of that. So I thought the offense played a lot better um, the last couple games. But, you know, Tommy's on his way back here sooner rather than later. And, and you know, we make no, we, we make no secret about it that I think once we get Tommy back, we probably want to look at going with three rights and four lefts and and um so there, there's you know dan's gonna get his opportunity you know before long here um you know if it's not this weekend yeah and team picks up uh you know from a team perspective a big win this past weekend uh obviously being down there like yourself what would just felt like a monkey off the team's back with some of the recent results lately or just speak to the we, we needed know, the, that the, the yeah. morale of the team after getting a good road yeah i like think I, I could feel a a bit of a sense of relief and and you know the team's been good through our wins you know two losses then four wins and then you know a little back and forth and now a couple bit of a losing streak I mean the team's been pretty consistent but um, you could definitely feel a bit of a sigh of relief because well you got to keep telling yourselves keep doing the little things and everything's going to work out and this and that you know I'm sure a little bit of a little bit of doubt starts to creep in your mind I mean you know I know I believe the same as them but you also start thinking like uh, am I missing the boat here or, or things like that so uh, a sigh of relief big win I mean another another tiebreaker if head-to-head with New England now that's two Rochester and New England we lost the one to Georgia but um, you know that that's big for us and and um, yeah the boys had a good little Friday night you mentioned the name Tom Schreiber. Tommy Schreiber. Multiple times there. Um, you know, oh. the six to eight week time frame that was originally thrown out there when uh, he was put on injured reserve would put him, uh, like we've kind of talked about all along, as a possible return on March 30th, which would be next Friday. Um, I know there's probably nothing concrete at this point, but what is the uh, latest? Oh, we're hoping Tommy will be back next Friday. <laughs> um, we're all hoping, but we... Tommy's, you know, I'll get another, you know, I usually get a report right around today, see Davey tonight. Um, Tommy's doing real well, um, and, you know, I'm hopeful that Tommy will be able to return to our lineup um, at home against Colorado on the 30th. Uh, he's not going to be playing this weekend. Um you know, color that was kind of the goal of the Colorado game, and and you know I think we're on we're on target for that. Um, but you know, we'll it's wait almost going to feel like two trade deadline acquisitions uh, here when we uh, possibly get into March thirtieth. It'll be he'll give us a nice boost. I mean, you know, no doubt about it. But we're gonna make sure we want him back, and we want to make sure he's ready to go and to do the things that he does and capable out there. We don't want him out there hesitation, and you know, we just want him out there doing it. But yeah, that'll be uh, you know that'll be a huge boost for us too. I mean, that, that was the one side of Tommy going down. That was the one nice spin we put on him. Well, it'll be like you know acquiring yeah. someone at the trade <laughs> deadline when we get him back. Like we would have rather had him the whole time. though. don't get yeah. me wrong, but. It is what it is, and yeah, I mean, uh, listen, it's a good time to be getting him back because uh, there's, no, you know, we've got uh, six more regular season games to see where we're gonna we're gonna end up here. So it's uh, it's go time. How much is the uh, how much is the expansion draft on the radar right now? And you know, are you not asking you to tip your hat here again, like we said, but you know, are you? Are you close to set on 
who you want to protect and who you don't want to protect here? Well, I've got a list. Am I set on it? Is it changing a lot? Is it? It it changes. Yeah. It changes. Listen, I can keep one goalie, um, 10 runners, no more than 5-0 guys. So if you assume I'm going to keep that goalie, um, you know, I don't think there's any secret who I'm going to be protecting there. Um, not giving anything away here, earth shattering <laughs> on the program. Uh, so, if, assuming I'm going to go five and five, um, you know, there, there, there's a couple, you know, things I, I go back and forth on, and and I don't have to make a decision for a while. Um, you know, there's there's definitely guys that I know I will be protecting, and that you know won't change. Um, you know, there's 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 some time here, so. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, I don't want to lose anyone on my roster. So, you know, just because I can only protect X amount of guys doesn't mean I want to lose any of the guys. Yeah. I'm going to protect less guys on my team than I have on my team. Yeah. You know, less than half of them. So it, it's, you know, when we get to that point, the list will be in. Unfortunately, we're going to lose two guys. And you know everyone else will still be a part of the team, so uh, that's just that's just how it works. And and um, you know I think all the players are kind of aware of what the situation is. And then and then there's a lot of factors. You know it's 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 performance on the floor. Obviously, you know age is a big factor in that as well. Um, you know situations with guys. Uh, there's yeah. just there's there's lots of factors in it. So. Uh, Everyone knows what's uh, what's up at stake, but no, my I, I'm there's no concrete list, and and um, you know there is a list, and it gets crossed out and changed, and it's an ongoing thing, and it and it constantly moves. So uh, you know at least a little bit here and there, um, but you know to me that's just me doing my job. So coming up this week uh, off to Calgary, like we talked about. The uh, one meeting so far this season between the two teams in Toronto ended uh, in a pretty disappointing fashion. I think the way the, you know, especially the last 15, 20 minutes of that game played out. Uh, what are you expecting here? Pretty uh, disappointing. Well, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> All right. We owe them one. Uh, you yeah. know, like, I, they, you know, if it wasn't for a terrible finish to that game and an awful fourth quarter, I mean, we Calgary was 0-6. I, they couldn't, couldn't do anything. I mean, they were playing okay, but they couldn't buy a win at the time. I feel like we kind of are responsible for them getting on this little Del Bianco run they're on. And, <laughs> and you know, as far Very as true. I'm concerned, Very let's true. let's let's go back into their barn and, and shut them down for a week. Yeah. I feel like we owe them one. I felt like they stole that game in Toronto, and I didn't like it. And, and – uh, Definitely don't want to lose two to them. So, uh, you know, a few, few familiar faces out there. Yep. Get to see our boy Westberg score six last week. Maybe got them all out of his uh, out of the way before he plays us. But no, it'll be good. They're they're a good team. Yeah. All, all Calgary is uh, for me since I've come into this uh, come into this league. Calgary's always been one of the toughest wins to get there, and and. Hence, when you do, it feels that much better because there's a lot, you know. That's there is there's the travel. Been a little bit of a rival. Well, there's for that, some reason, and then right? there, like, and, you know, unlike Buffalo or, or yeah. Rochester, there, there's legit travel involved here, and and this and that. So, uh, you know, it's 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 always been a great rivalry. So, and and it is a tough place to win, and they're a good team. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll have our hands full, but uh, 
I'd like to go in there and, and get one done for sure. Okay. Sounds good. That sounds like a good plan. That's the plan. That's a good plan. All right. Okay, well, uh, good luck this Saturday, Jamie, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again real soon. Looking forward to it. All right, the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick. We will take a short break and be back with more Toronto Rock Total Access and Jordan Magnuson in the studio with us in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis here, and we welcome back in studio. It's been a while. Jordan Magnuson, defender with Toronto Rock, back with us. Jordan, how are you doing? Good, good. What about you, yeah. what about you guys? Doing well. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Doing well, and uh, it's it's been good to see you back in the lineup here. Uh, a little banged up at times this year, and, and now, uh, you know, back healthy, back in the lineup. How's it felt just to uh, get back out there and battling again? It's great to play again, um, to go those eight or eight or ten weeks whatever it was uh, in the heart of the season there not not getting in games and just kind of having to sit back and, and wait for your time it it's uh it's frustrating but uh, getting getting back in the lineup it there, there's no better feeling so uh you know like you say missing that amount of time did you feel that you know just your second season in the league was there uh was there a bit of an adjustment for you uh, or was it just like uh hopping back on the bike for you Oh yeah, for sure. There was adjustments that needed to be made. That was that was something I was ready to experience last year, and I got lucky enough that that it never happened. And so, so having that span this year was just kind of a, a learning curve that came a little delayed for me because it it was it was something that I expected to go through um, being coming in into this league, um, but I didn't I didn't have to last year. So um, it was de- it's definitely been a, a, a huge learning experience for me just because through all the the teams that I've played on prior to this it's I haven't really been out of the lineup for that long and to just kind of sit back and and digest the game as as a spectator rather than someone that's in the moment it definitely brings a new perspective wanted to ask you about the big win this past weekend in New England Uh, obviously the team is struggling on the result side of things of late just uh from a from a team perspective, you know what was the the morale like after getting that one? And we were, we were talking to Jamie, it kind of felt like a sigh of relief, monkey off the back, uh, kind of feeling from the outside at least. Just speak to being in the room and you know ending that one for sure. We we all knew and understood how big that game was for us and and for New England as well, just with how tight the East is right now. And to have that be, I mean that that was the fourth game I played this year, and I had been a part of three of our losses before that. So I I hadn't really gotten that on the floor winning feeling, and to have that be the first kind of win that I was on the floor for, and we could all celebrate it, and that it was it was it was a pretty pretty awesome feeling. It was it was playoff atmosphere for sure. No, well, and looking ahead now, you got uh, a tough opponent in Calgary, and. I mean, for you personally, I know you're more Coquitlam area there, but uh, you're you know going home, going back mm-hmm. west. Uh, just speak to what are you what are you expecting about from a personal level going back? Will friends and family be coming down for that, or is it a little too far? Um, any uh, all of my family and stuff is all in the all, all in the Vancouver kind of Coquitlam area, so it's a ten hour. 
12-hour drive, so I don't know if I've got anyone coming out to the game. Possibly, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I'm still playing against a lot of guys that I've known and grown up with, so that that kind of brings that home aspect back. Playing against guys like Delbs and Wes and and stuff like that, so I'll, I'll definitely have kind of that home home feeling. Well, while we're versing those guys, but I don't expect to see much family or, or anything come out. You mentioned Del Bianco, actually. His name seems to pop up on this show <laughs> every week, uh, you know, whether, you know, with the play of, of him in particular of late. Just speak to, you know, what he's done. He's, we think he's single handedly kickstarted Calgary's turnaround in a way, and he's been, been pretty solid and right at the top of the leaderboard for goaltending stats right now. And uh, what do you expect in from him Saturday? It, it's, Whatever he's done this year is everything that I expect to see from Delves until he's done in this league. He's he's the kind of guy that can that can turn a team around morale wise, quality of play wise. He's he's a guy that you can depend on, and he's he's found his spot in this league very quickly. And I can't really see it go anywhere just because I I know how how good he is and how good he can be. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a tough test for us going into this weekend and a tough team for anyone that plays Calgary in the future just because the, there's, there's a lot of talent, talent back there because he's, 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 a, he's a good goalie. Now you've got a couple of years on him, but, you know, you've had to make an adjustment coming in, you know, going from junior now into playing pro. You know, you say you're not really surprised that, uh, you know, he's playing the way he is, but at the same time, is there not just like a little bit that says, you know, he's – Still as young as he is, and especially at his position, you don't see this. You're right. I you know. don't see it, this. What he's doing right now, it's not It's not a normal you know, thing in the National Lacrosse League. I am surprised. I'm just surprised that it's happened this quickly because yeah. I always knew that he was going to be a good goalie in this yeah. league. I thought it might take him a little bit longer to kind of grasp his bearings just because he lo- he's a little bit smaller of a guy in stature. Nets are a lot bigger. There's a lot more net to carry, but – or to cover, sorry, um, but he's he's made that jump unbelievably quickly. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm definitely surprised that way. But it just it now when you see kind of the roller coaster that has been this NLL season for pretty much everybody except maybe Saskatchewan. Is it now? Can we say Del Bianco's due for an off night here coming up Saturday night? Can we all agree on that? If he's gonna have one, <laughs> let's have it against us. Well, because uh, Jamie was just in here previous too, and it was you know we're talking and. He's saying that, you know, the way that that game finished against Calgary in Toronto was kind of what kick-started this whole CDB <laughs> resurgence slash Calgary comeback, you know, rise from the ashes here because mm-hmm. they were sitting at 1-5, and five, I think, coming into that game, and then mm-hmm. suddenly they've been on a little bit of a roll here and, and picking up some wins. So, um, you know, you'd obviously like to hand one to your, uh, to your former teammate for sure, right? He he can have the first one. We'll take this one, and then if uh, if we meet again, I'd I'd love to take that series season series. All right, now, yeah. Now we haven't talked to you either, though. Actually, since uh, the Super Bowl, I noticed you got your <laughs> Eagles uh, hoodie on here today. Um, long, long time Eagles guy, or you know, is not this... like not like massively long. Um, as as a Canadian watching yeah. the NFL, there's never really any reason to be a fan of a yeah. team except for Madden for me. So I uh, always played Madden, played Madden growing up with my brother and stuff. Yeah. So I just, I'd probably 20, 2010, 2009 er- yeah. area is kind of when I pinpoint myself as starting to become an Eagles fan. It's when I started to get into the NFL and started to kind of make my own decisions of yeah. who I wanted to cheer for. And so that, that that's kind of when it all started for me and it just kind of grew and carried on from there. 
So for a young guy, like almost half your life. Exactly. Right? So. <laughs> so I would say long-time Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, what was it like in the house there when uh, <laughs> when they won? Um, by the time the Super Bowl was over, pretty everyone was pretty much done with me. Yeah. Um, I was loud and I was cheering, and um, I definitely made it known that I was an Eagles guy. So, um, but I brought I had a lot more guys cheering for Eagles than than Patriots yeah. in the house. So I, if anyone was going to beat them. I'm really glad it was it was them because they someone needed to knock the pats off. <laughs> now, when we're talking about the house, I know we've uh, we bring it up here from time to time on the show. Brad Cree a couple of weeks ago really called out Drew Belgrave and in kind of strange fashion in some regard. But anything uh, going on at the house with guys uh, kind of letting you down, maybe surprising you as we're halfway through the season with some of the young guys maybe in the house that uh, they're starting to do a little more. It's all kind of evened its way out yeah. and kind of stayed the same. And I, there, it's not it's not terrible. There's there, there's yeah. no there's no bad blood in the house. So I mean, I, as long as we can keep it that way, everyone kind of takes care of their own stuff. And you guys should do your own Big Brother. <laughs> in the, <laughs> like, we should take a couple of days maybe and just film like a really accelerated version. <laughs> Of Big Brother in the house just with you guys. Hey, if we can get those games and stuff organized, be, I'm in. So what? We got there's five guys in the house. Uh, six. Six. So if you're gonna be aligning with anybody in the house, who are you gonna align with? Who? Um. Out of pure. Oh man. Has to stick um, to his BC roots. Like <laughs> You think I'd have I'd have to go Chow just because I know he's a Big Brother super fan, so he yeah. he'd have he'd have strategy in his mind before Fair. I could even. But if I team up with Chow and he's got Big Brother strategy in mind, I don't know if Chow's teaming <laughs> up with me. So I don't know. Wow. Maybe may, maybe I go the oblivious route and I become the super yeah. fan. So I don't know. But wow. um, probably for for strength of teammate, Chow or Brad would be yeah. would be would be top two. Interesting. I feel like this is a good piece <laughs> of TorontoRock.com content that we could be on to here. All right, Mags. Well, thanks a lot for joining us here. Uh, always fun to catch up. And uh, best of luck Saturday night back in Calgary. Thanks, guys. All right. That was Jordan Magnuson, defender with the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back to wrap it up in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis, we are here to wrap up this week's podcast. We've got predictions to come. We've got uh, preview action for this weekend. And we're going to start it off, though. KD's got some winners and losers to recap from the weekend. So let's first start with the winners. The winners, yeah. Coming off, uh, you know, I got start here with the Toronto Rock. I think, uh, you know, good win. We've kind of dissected that a bit but getting a big divisional win taking the season series with new england ending that three game skid and i know it didn't really happen over the weekend i'm sure conversations were had but uh you know the only team at the deadline to acquire and i think it get better in some capacity so for that i think uh you know i'm gonna lead off with them uh the second of of all i got westberg and the calgary roughnecks uh west six goals uh monster performance and and they get a big win and continue you know to kind of roll in their own way and 
my third winner of the weekend is the Colorado Mammoth. They clinch a playoff spot and uh, you know another another big win for them as well. And I think we all kind of get sucked into that the the West is a is a one team. I mean Saskatchewan and then everyone else. But we're this far into the season. Colorado's one game back. Uh, you know they continue to to do their thing. So uh, for them, I got them in my winners as well. Circling over to the losers, uh, the Buffalo Bandits dropped two on the weekend. I think that's a four-game skid for them now. Sean Evans uh, Sunday in Georgia, a critical illegal equipment penalty, I guess it was. Uh, for those of not aware, uh, you know, wearing an illegal brand, I guess that is not allowed uh, to be worn or sponsor. Uh, losers. Who else do I have here? The Vancouver Stealth uh, drop another one at home. Uh, I know they only have one win all season, but the the home fans that are left attending games there really haven't seen much. Uh, not a home win. I know the Rock went in and pounded them. A lot of teams have come in and pounded them, and uh, you know, tough tough sailing there in Vancouver continues. And lastly, the fans of the NLL that wanted a tweak or a trade within their respective market i know a lot has gone on to the to this point a lot of the big names have gone and a lot has gone on we we mentioned the the trade deadline would be pretty quiet but at, from a fan's perspective i i can almost guarantee there was you know people in georgia or calgary or colorado or you know thinking with their own little wish list and they all got crickets so uh tough weekend for them <laughs> And I think circling back to the trade deadline again, we always we always think hockey. We always think hockey with so much of this stuff because you saw guys like uh, you know Jake Elliott, Teddy Jenner, um, you know Tyson Geik, all you know folks that cover the league uh, quite closely. We're all just dying for something, right? Uh, you know, another little piece of something. And you know, the Rock trade was announced uh, at 10 a.m. on Monday morning, and after that, uh, things are quiet. And uh, I don't know if when at what point you're going to see teams like an actual trade deadline, some kind of frenzy, so to speak, at the trade deadline. But um, most moves are always seem to be made in the off season. But I think if there does ever come a time when you know there are minor league teams, right? When if there was, you know, then you've got some more pieces in play, perhaps, right? Where you may have a guy that you are developing that is sitting down there that maybe somebody wants to take a chance on here or you've got some some of those guys maybe that can switch places with an aging veteran that maybe wants to make that championship run but I think we may be not only a minor league system away from that but even more teams just in the league right and I think once you've got more pieces in play more players um, I think we'll start to see some of that but until then zero or one trades I think is a lot of times where we're gonna slide in and and I agree and Kind of circling back to the losers there, one of the reasons in my head when thinking about this today, Vancouver, because I thought they would have been maybe the most intriguing team to watch. I thought if there was a team that could do something today, we're out of the playoffs, you know, let's look ahead to the future. I mean, who knows what the prices were that they were asking from these teams in conversations with them, but I thought that they had an opportunity to maybe do something and uh, obviously I'm sure they tried but th they didn't and uh, maybe that's the right decision they still got a roster you know a, a team next year and whatnot but uh, I thought in a way they maybe have missed missed an opportunity I guess to make their team better at least try to set up for next year uh, but I agree too with the the more teams I think the more t if there's more teams 
out of it, there'll be more buying and selling or buyers and yep. sellers opposed to more you know, of a defined line, I think, line. between those Exa- two because right now no, right? you had one perceived seller who didn't end up selling. And right until yeah. right right up until the end of it, like the East here, three are gonna make it, but five are gonna be in it right until yeah. the final weekend, right? And you know, we know the three teams in the West there's only one team out of it. Like there's just no teams that are out of it with this current setup, I guess you could say, till the end. I think more teams like you say, defines who maybe is buying or selling or looking to add. All right, so there we go. That's uh, KD's winners and losers from the last uh, few days, I guess. Not just the weekend, but the last few days, including the trade deadline. Um, prediction time. We're going to get into uh, this weekend's matchup. And we kind of teased this a little bit with uh, with Mags. But, you know, if there is a time that uh, – that, uh, you know, Del Bianco might be due, right? You know, he did, you know, his goals against averages finally hit that 10 mark, you know, and, you know, is this the time? Is this the one where he finally, we get a, a legit crack here where maybe maybe he gets chased? I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Chased, it's funny because you and I were looking, I think he's let in, you know, he let up a 12 spot one time early, earlier in the year <laughs> and he came back with something yeah. like an, a nine, eight, and yeah. nine or the yeah. next three, right? So uh, I'm sure at the time people were saying, oh, maybe this is his, he's going to crack, but he came back pretty strong. Uh, for the Rock perspective, obviously you want that. I think the first time he came in, uh, I'm I'm assuming the, the mentality of the players, and I don't know this for sure, but, uh, you know, you got some heavy shooters on the Toronto side. Del Bianco's first really start, I think, for Calgary that, this yep. year, right? There's There was a part of you that probably was saying, ah, this, you know, young guy in the league, small guy, maybe the eyes lit up a bigger, lit up a little bigger than maybe they should have. I'm not saying they took him for granted, but I think coming in, knowing now, like you've seen what they've done, yeah. Cal- Calgary has legitimized themselves again from from the brutal start they had uh i do like toronto in this game of course uh surprise surprise uh <laughs> i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go it's a tight one though i don't think necessarily gets maybe chased but i got toronto uh 13 and calgary 10 13 10 all right well you know what i'm sick and tired of close games and uh, i think it's time to go back to a one-sided win i'm going back to my go-to because it worked 17 9 toronto 17 9 and we see both goalies that was my go-to pick for a while right 17 9 and we see both goalies and that's what i think very well could happen this weekend and even though Toronto Rock owner and president and general manager said he doesn't think we're going to see Dan Taylor this weekend. My other prediction is that I think maybe he does get in the lineup. Hometown. Maybe. Maybe. That'd I don't know why well. I'm deciding to disagree with Yeah, <laughs> you heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> but things but, change, you know. Yep. Something, may just, something may just spark in somebody's head and suddenly, boom, he's in the lineup. Let's rock and roll. 17-9, maybe he goes off. Three or four, hello, welcome to Toronto. For sure, it'd be a great story, you know, no practice, back in the hometown. Da- I don't know. Love you, the storylines. You know, for I sure. Think it paints a beautiful picture. For sure, probably come up <laughs> with a new, a nice nickname, DT, whatever, DT, yeah. however you want to spin that for the headline that uh, we'd put out after the big win. So should be uh, interesting to track for sure. And also, I think if this weekend plays out how 
our crazy scenarios yeah. in our head go, Toronto could be uh, in a very favorable position come Monday, first morning, place. come Monday morning here. There's an opportunity to be back yeah. top of the East, so I think that's something to, to track as well. I mean, you got to <clears throat> factor in New England's got two games this weekend, and for that to happen, they've got to lose both of them. Um, so that might be a tall order here, but, you know, there's – Things almost went perfect this past weekend in my mind. I think a Georgia loss would have been better long-term, you know, eliminates or gets closer to eliminating the possibility of a tie somewhere between Toronto and and Georgia because, you know, obviously Georgia right now, anyways, is the one team you don't want to end up tied with because they have the tiebreaker over the rock. But uh, otherwise, everything went very much according to the way that the rock would have wanted things to play out. So... Um, yeah, I'm going big this weekend. 17-9. KD's got 13-10. Uh, I got Del Bianco maybe not making it to halftime. If that's the case, <laughs> you talk about eyes lighting up, I think the boys would obviously be feeling it and getting yeah. Frankie in there who has not played in some time. Yeah. Would, uh, you know, obviously that would be a treat for the Toronto Rock. So. Cookies everywhere. <laughs> Let's go. Cookies everywhere. All right. Uh, we got anything else to throw at anybody? Well, we got a home game coming up here on Friday, March 30th. We're talking about the Colorado Mammoth. We're going to get to see them firsthand to see if they are uh, for real. And could be the return of the deep. Yep. Ex does the deep fan get, favorite. Does the deep get start number two back in Toronto? No. No. I okay. don't think so. I don't see it D-board. happening. Uh, uh, you know. I was talking. Yeah, that would be a storyline. That would be pretty that heavy. Would be a but line. would it be? Would it change if, say, Colorado was cemented in second? Does it change at all? Knowing they can't go anywhere else. Maybe. Or I no. that. Hey, I. I'm not ruling it out. But, at the other side, Dylan Ward is their their starting goalie. He's their their bread and butter. He comes home once a year. You're going to take that away from him. This is Frizy's homecoming. For sure. I'm just, <laughs> with no disrespect to I the know. deep, there's one with a little I bit know. more, yeah. I guess, tenure or, you know, yeah. sample size in the league. Obviously, deep's been here for a long time and been a great soldier for the organization. Uh, but I don't know how happy Dylan Ward would be. He might not, but that, I just, again, I go back to the storyline. Rock head coach Manny Sawyer always gets on me because I just want everything to play out like it's the best possible storyline rather than maybe the way it really should play out. But that would be that would be the ideal storyline. Even though there is another good storyline there where you've got Ward and Rose potentially going head-to-head. We, we teed this up last week. We're going to go Del Bianco, That's Rose, right. Ward, goaltender of the boom, year. Boom, boom, boom. And now you don't want to. Knock it. them all down. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. Storylines aplenty. All right. Tickets. What is going on in the ticket department? Friday, December, December, Friday, March 30th. It's Good Friday. The Colorado Mammoth are here in Toronto. What's going on, KD? Yeah, as I've said it again, or previous shows here leading up to this game, uh, I don't think this is a game you're going to want to miss. Colorado in town, they don't come too often. They're a top team in the league, so there's going to be some some real talented guys that you don't get to see too often, as I mentioned here. So uh, Good Friday, great day to get... You know, no one's working, no one's in school. Get the family out. Uh, obviously, lots of great tickets still available. But saying that, we've had three, you know, great crowds in a row here. So tickets have been limited closer up to the game day. So you're going to want to get on that uh, sooner than later. Like 
probably right now once you hear this, <laughs> it's like sooner than later. So exactly. uh, don't hesitate to call you know, our office at 416-596-3075, uh, torontorock.com slash tickets, or hop online to torontorock.com. We have the online chat available, which is a... Uh, which is a great handy tool as well if you you know you're busy you can't pick up the phone but you are in front of a computer and uh, lots of lots of great things still available bring a group down you know we still have uh, the six ticket flex pack is still available for sale um, if you do have a, you know a larger family that's still the way to go you're going to save some money on your fees and and taxes there than going through uh, Ticketmaster but uh, nonetheless give us a shout we'll be more than happy to uh, to help you out and get you set up for what is going to be a you know, a big game, and you look at the schedule. We got back-to-back Western teams here that you don't see that often. We've, we've lived in the East here for the most part and watched this crazy nonsense happen. So, <laughs> payback to to Calgary this weekend. Then it'll be fun to see Colorado in town next weekend. One other thing you got to plug. We got the coaches Coach clinic. clinic. We got a big coaches clinic going on March 30th as well. Uh, it's the first time we've done this. It's going to be run by you know our Toronto Rock coaching staff and some some Toronto Rock players will be involved. It's great for you know anyone just looking to to begin their coaching career in lacrosse, looking to get the gist of it. As well, we encourage anyone who ha- is already in their their coaching career to come out as well, uh, as I'm sure it's uh, you know it's a great opportunity to learn from the pros. You're going to have a a Q and A session, a panel. You could bounce some bounce some ideas around, uh, ask some of the you know the questions you may not get privy to getting the answers to and from guys that have literally been in your position uh, at one point or, or not and literally came up to the ranks the highest uh coaching like position they could be in so it's it's going to be a fun day on the floor portion as well you get a ticket to the game a couple other cool things so uh come out to that you can uh under fan zone on torontorock.com we'll have the uh, the link for that to uh, to register it's a free coaches clinic too uh, with the purchase of one game ticket. So you can't go wrong with that. You make a full day out of it. Coach's clinic, you know, a little lunch and or a little dinner, sorry, and then parlay that right into the game, and uh, that's a pretty good Easter Friday to me. And additional tickets available at a great rate too, along with that too. So like uh, KD said, bring down the whole family, the kids, uh, parents, grandparents, everybody. It's going to be a great day. Tickets are moving quickly, I think, like you're saying. I think we're pacing out to have another good crowd in there on uh, – Friday, March 30th. I don't know why I keep wanting to say December 30th. Lineback we did have here. a December 30th game yeah. this year, I think. Not nope. against Colorado. But. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll about uh, bring things to a close for this episode of Toronto Rock Total Access. Uh, again, watch live on NLLTV.com on Saturday night. Calgary Roughnecks, Toronto Rock, 9 p.m. Eastern will be the start time there. Seven local in Calgary for those listening west of here because people can listen anywhere uh don't forget subscribe uh on itunes hopefully that's where you're listening to us right now listen on soundcloud whoever you like uh thanks for joining us again so in the meantime and in between time for kyle davis i'm mike hancock saying we'll chat next